0: Today on. <clears throat> watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Today on a good hockey podcast, we are going to be predicting. I don't know, what would you call it? Analyzing. Predicting the. <coughs> you okay? Sorry. Today on a good hockey podcast, we're going to be analyzing the trends of teams in the NHL. Are they trending up? Are they getting better? Did they get new players? Are their current players getting better? Or are they trending down? Did they lose some key assets? And are their current roster players depreciating? We're going to go through this division by division, starting with the Central Division. First off, we have the Arizona Coyotes. What do you think, Charlie? Andrews- Arizona trending up or trending down? Over the offseason, they lost their goalie. Za, That's plural. Goalies. They lost Ranta as well as Kemper. They also lost Garland. They lost Dvorak. And
1: most recently... Oh, no, sorry.
0: Christian Dvorak most recently, but also
1: Oliver ekman Larson
0: Lost Oliver ekman Larson Lost Bunting? Was Bunting on their team? Michael Bunting was on their team. He is now on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And now this team is looking really thin. They've still got Christian Fisher. They've still got... Fucking Phil Kessel. Clayton Keller. On the defense, they've got Chikrin. And now they've got Bear, who I don't think is going to be improvement for them. And their goalies are now Hutton and... Coronar, that's brutal uh they are trending downwards i think they'll be last in this division
1: they'll be last in the division easily uh i think it is important to note that this team is in dire need of a rebuild and although they lost a lot of those players the return that they got for those players in terms of picks is immense mm. um and i think it is noted that in a few seasons if if the arizona coyotes manage to draft very carefully that this team will start to trend upwards pretty quickly
0: so trending downwards but that's a good thing yeah in a strange way next up we've got the Chicago Blackhawks in the off season, they went out and they got Seth Jones Seth Jones that's the big pickup for them as well as Marc-Andre Fleury yeah and not
1: a not a lot of additions on their forward core they do trade for Tyler Johnson how about Kirby Dock uh Kirby Doc is coming back from injury, but he has been he was drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, so he's been on their team for a long time.
0: Yeah, their top six is looking okay. I mean, you've got to bring it and Kane. That's a lot of scoring. And Jonathan Taves, if he's coming back this year. Last season he didn't play at all. So hopefully he's back. Oh, they, they got Tyler Johnson.
1: Yep. <clears throat> they
0: traded for Johnson, and they also brought in Jake McCabe,
1: who uh, was most recently on the Buffalo Sabres.
0: He's a defense defenseman. Uh but yeah, these are all additions and I think that any depreciation they'll see in Kane or, or Taves won't be severe. Uh, any you, you can't really expect Taves to be a 60 plus point player anymore, but whatever he does this season, it'll be better than last season where he didn't play at all. Yeah. I also expect that DeBrinkert will post up perhaps maybe career career numbers, so yeah, trending upwards Chicago Blackhawks. I
1: would also say they're trending upwards they still have andrew shaw uh, on the injured reserve as of this moment or he's out with an injury he could easily slot in on that third line for philip kurashev or either <clears throat> either brendan hagel or ryan carpenter on the fourth line and easily improve both those lines. Yes,
0: yeah, and they, they got a vesna goalie and marc andre fleury and they got gone for a third round pick and they you know kevin Lankinen, who was their starter last year is perfectly fine and that's a great tandem uh, Lankanen can help pick up the volume and Fleury, although he's old and might be prone to injury, we haven't seen that yet. Uh, so, if, you know, he's also shown that he can't play volume games. So, yeah, it's. A, I think this is a, just a really good regroup. A quick regroup for this team. They didn't break it down entirely. They had a couple years where they were a bubble team and now I look at this roster and I think that they are back to uh, hive the bubble playoff competitor for sure. Yeah, They're in a bit of a tough division, but
1: it, yeah they're a bubble uh, bubble team i would almost say that they're kind of there's no change because they are a team that was trending downwards for the last couple of years and they make a whole bunch of trades to try and stay as a bubble contending team i don't think that they're going to successfully win a cup no and i don't think that these trades are necessarily in success of the future of the team so i'd almost say it's a bit of a downward trend but kind of tricky
0: no, I think their roster just got better. So for this year, they're trending up. I think like, are they going to pl- are they going to place higher in the standings this year than last year is Probably. my question. Probably. Maybe the thing is, they everyone in their division is kind of trending up. Uh, also, including next up the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, actually, I don't know if they're trending up in the offseason. They managed to re-sign Gabriel Landeskog. That's a must. They lose Jonas Donskoy, who was really big for them last year. They also yeah. lose Graves, who they had to trade I've to. They um, Connor Timmins. They lose Timmins, and they also lose Philip Grubauer. Now, all of these players themselves aren't detrimental. None of them are super standoutish. The biggest one is probably Grubauer, but I think a lot of Grubauer's success statistically was because he's on this really good Colorado Avalanche team he's no doubt a great goalie but I think another guy like Darcy Kemper who's his replacement is uh is it'll be fine as long as Kemper can stay healthy and I think that's a big question mark so maybe slight trending downwards in the goaltender and defense department this year you're gonna see Bowen Byram get a chance to play a bit more now that now that Graves is gone this top six that they've got is insane it's so good and you lose Jonas Donskoy it's not that big of a deal because you don't need him yeah he got a lot of points for them last year more than expected but they have so many other guys that can that can put the puck in the net and produce offensively that yeah the loss isn't even that big of a deal it'll just give some other guys opportunities which they kind of even needed plus he was getting paid like four mil and I don't see him having another season like last year so
1: yeah I, I could understand a slight concern with forward depth on this team especially if somebody gets injured Alex Newhook has played very few NHL games Tyson Jost has not necessarily been the greatest success uh, transitioning into the NHL also Valerie Nachuskin not necessarily the most notable name on any roster Uh, that third line seems a little weak to me and I feel like they could get worked over here and again the fourth line I actually I have absolutely no idea who these guys are but I'm sure that's just going to be strictly a checking line meant to be Uh, playing defense not really scoring goals either way i just feel like if there's an injury in in the center position their depth is looking a little weak
0: yeah and they already made a they already traded away a lot of assets just to stay afloat this year yeah and i think that they're going to have to keep on investing uh in the upcoming draft and whatever prospects they have if they want to keep on making consistent uh runs at the cup yeah, which I think they have the players to make those consistent runs, and I think that's a good time. It's just, you know, interesting to see if it'll ever pay off because there's a lot of good teams in the league that they got to get through. Definitely. But yeah, Colorado maybe not trending up, maybe not trending down, probably ten- tr- trending across, maybe a little down. I still think Locked. I think that they're the best team in this division still. Um, I don't think that there's anyone that got better than them, which means that they're not trending down, they're trending across. Mm-hmm. So, Colorado Avalanche trending across. Next up, Dallas Stars. I feel like, well, not I feel like. It, during the Seattle expansion draft,
1: the Dallas Stars lost uh, Dickinson, which kind of at the time seemed like a, a blow to their roster. But now that I'm looking at their projected lineup, Dickinson was a minor loss. It was just somebody that they had to sign somebody else they had to fit in and find a spot for you still got joe pavelski tyler sagan and Radek faxa as your top three uh, centers that's an insane lineup looking at the top six defense ryan Suter, miro Heiskanen, Esselindell, john klinberg andre sequeira and yanni hakenpah like this team is looking incredible i don't i don't know if they got any better than last year i guess they would right because tyler sagan is back in the lineup Jamie Ben's back in the lineup full time.
0: Yeah, exactly. The biggest problem with Dallas, why they struggled so much last year, was Sagan and Ben. Well, everyone really, Rupé Hints as well. People were just getting injured, and that's where Pavelski and Robertson really popped off because they had the opportunity. They had so much more ice time. Mm-hmm. But I think if this lineup is full. I mean, Jason Robertson. We still haven't seen his best yet, so he's gonna be even better than he was last year. I expect that he could get a point a game. Rupe Hints, same thing. Joe Pavelski. I think it's very unlikely he'll have such a good season as last year. Yeah. But if this team is playing with Sagan, Ben Radulov, that as, as your second line, and Gurianov is on your third line, I think they've got really strong forwards, some of the best defense, and their goaltenders Anton Hudobin is solid Odinger is just fine Ben Bishop has been on IR for a long time if Ben Bishop's fantastic if he can come back yeah man, this team uh,
1: he's he's a 6-6 goalie with the athleticism as some of the goalies that are 6-1 6'2", you know it's incredible to watch him
0: so in the offseason yeah they re-sign high in they lose a uh, Alexiak as well as Dickinson not that big of a deal I say Dallas Stars are probably trending up i think that last year they didn't make the playoffs and i think that this year they will
1: yeah trending up they lose alexiak but they replace him with uh yanni hakenpah who's uh, pretty much provides the exact same thing that alexiak does maybe just on a slightly lower level
0: next up the minnesota wild
1: this is an interesting team to analyze because at the moment Karel kaprizov is without a contract and if Karel kaprizov is not on this team this team it, its value drops significantly However, they didn't lose anybody in the expansion draft. Of significance. Of significance. They did buy out Parise, who didn't play much last season, but also Ryan Suter, who was a big part of their defensive core for a long time.
0: Yeah, man. I, Cam Talbot's going to be a year older. We'll see. So is Kakanen, though, and Kakanen's young. He, that was the I was going to say. We'll see how that plays out with how they decide to split up the starts for Kakanen and Talbot. This team reminds me of the New York Islanders in that I really don't expect a lot from them and then they end up playing perfectly fine. Like, they play no, they play good. I just look at their roster and it's not that exciting. Karol Kaprizov is a great player and he'll probably have an even better year than last year. Mm-hmm. Will Matt Zuccarello be just as good as last year? That's a good question. I, I doubt it. Kevin Fiala had a bit of an off year. Maybe he can pop off. There's
1: a lot of hype around Matthew Boldy. I believe he's he's going to be a rookie this year. He's expected to pop off okay. for them. Um. And Marco Rossi, who has dealt with a couple of interactions or a couple of COVID-19 run-ins, is really on the upswing in his health. And he seems very confident, saying that he believes he can make the roster out of training camp. All right and that is a, a very promising skilled playmaking center that you can throw on the power play, maybe the third line, second line, to play alongside Kirill Kaprizov or uh, Jordan Greenway, Kevin Fiala, any of those guys who are gonna score goals. Could be a good addition for them, but again, we've never seen him play in the NHL.
0: I'm pretty sure they finished close to the top of their division last year, and I expect the same thing from them, so trending across. Yeah. Next up, we have the Nashville Predators who had a really disappointing season last season. They made some big moves over the past few years. You know, getting rid of... Well, I'd rather, signing Matt Duchesne and Johansson. This Tolvenin guy seems to be popping off.
1: He's been having a rough start to his career, but there is a lot of potential with Eli Tolvanen. Dante Fabro
0: is supposed to be pretty good in the offseason. They lose Ryan Ellis. Well, rather, they trade Ryan Ellis. They bring in Cody Glass, though. Interesting. (sighs) Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, They were a bubble team last year after a really solid run. Uh, Pekka Rene retires. And they had to sign David Riddick to be the backup for Jose Saros, yeah. who maybe has not seen his peak yet. I see this team trending across. Ugh, I see them yeah. trending down slightly, trending across. Down slightly. Though. I feel like the the team is probably demotivated after last season. They didn't make any significant changes to get people excited, and and the. Big signa- Well, to get people excited for this upcoming year, to yeah. make them a contender, the big change was adding in Cody Glass, who is still a young developing player, uh, and that maybe was actually
1: in- losing Ryan, losing Ryan Ellis in that trade.
0: Right. It's, it's maybe like them kind of positioning themselves to now prepare for the future and be this trending down goal team, and maybe trade out some guys. Like I'm looking at Philip Forsberg, I'm looking at Granlund, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Matthias Ekholm here and yeah i think trending downwards trending across nashville predators i'd agree with you there next up st louis blues who from winning the stanley cup a couple years ago have really not been that same st louis blues team but we need to remember that year was a surprise
1: definitely a surprise Bennington came out of nowhere and kind of resurrected that team, and I feel like they rode a wave. It had a lot of energy and excitement, and it, it helped them push
0: through. In the last offseason, they lose Pedrangelo. They bring in Torrey Krug. They re-sign Pareko. Last year, Pedrangelo was injured for the most of the year, didn't even get to play with Vegas. Krug had a decent year, and Pareco was injured and underwhelming when he was playing. In this offseason... They pick up Brandon Saad. Yep. They pick up Pavel Buchnevich, And you give another year for Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. Clint Costin uh, joins the roster. To to develop. They also, how long have they had Justin Falk for? A oh, while, wow, right? Justin Falk, well, yeah, a few years. You know, it's, it's interesting. I
1: don't see Tarasenko on the roster or the IR.
0: I don't think they want him. I think they're trying to
1: ship him. They are trying to ship him. I feel like it's going to be tough though and you can see like if Tarasenko slots into this lineup and Zach Sanford moves down this team only gets better. Yeah. It's just I don't even know if they have the cap to fit him in at the moment. That'd be a good...
0: They got Jordan Bennington, who signed another big deal recently and has been underperforming since then. I think Jordan Bennington is the type of guy that I'm saying you need to look out for when like goalies come in these waves and I think he had his wave Mm -hmm. honestly man overall in addition to all these things well in response to all these additions I think that St. Louis is trending down I don't think that they'll be better I don't think they'll be higher in the standings this year than last year I would I don't know if they'll make the playoffs I don't know if they will it's weird because they look good on paper yeah, it just I just don't feel I just don't feel it. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: We'll do our, our division rankings in another episode, but this one's a close one. There are, are a few teams right in the middle that could be battling for that third position or the fourth position if the wild card is open.
0: Next up, Winnipeg Jets. What'd they do in the offseason? They keep Paul Statsny, they keep Andrew Kopp. They fix their defense. They bring in Brendan Dillon. I love it. They bring in Nate Schmidt. They lose Poolman. Did they they also bring in Logan Stanley?
1: They also brought in Dylan DeMello. Okay. Brendan Dillon, Nate Schmidt, Dylan DeMello are the defensive additions. Logan Stanley gets re-signed, and I believe Morrissey got a nice extension, who could be a little bit overpaid. This is... Oh, they also bring in Riley Nash on the forward core to, I guess, he's kind of the replacement for Appleton, who got drafted by Seattle in the expansion.
0: Okay, they lose Appleton. I think Connor, Kyle Connor, could have his best year ever in this upcoming year. Same thing with Mark Shifley. and Nicole. Same Eilish. thing with Nick Ehlers. Same thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, I think Blake Wheeler and Paul Statsny will probably have some of their worst numbers in the past three years, but that's fine. I think that's fine, too. I think Andrew Kopp has a really good has a lot of potential to pop off and replace someone in that top six like maybe paul statsy and i could also see mark shifley although he could have his best year i could also see him kind of being disappointing and coasting around like a 70 75 point pace
1: right Yeah, and speaking of popping off for Andrew Kopp, that third line had quite a year last season. I believe both Andrew Kopp, or maybe even the whole three, Andrew Kopp, Adam Lowry, and uh, Mason Appleton were all on pace to get like 50-something points through an 82-game season on that third line. So those guys together, like, it was a shame to lose Appleton. That third line was a force to be reckoned with.
0: Winnipeg's big question mark last year wasn't their forwards. Everyone knew their forwards were amazing, especially when they brought in Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yep. These defense, the, the problem was their defense. They've got a great goalie with Connor Hallebuck, but he was getting too many shots against and too many high quality shots. So they went out and got Brandon Dillon, and a good defensive based defenseman from Washington Capitals. He used to play on San Jose Sharks. He's pretty good defense, and they also got Nate Schmidt from
1: uh, Vancouver.
0: Okay, okay, well that's kind of whatever.
1: From Vancouver. And then Vancouver brings in OEL with that money.
0: OEL and Poolman, yeah. They lose Poolman, but that's not a big deal. Yeah, this is, uh, okay, those are some good replacements. They're not significant replacements, but I bet that will help Winnipeg make up for some of the losses that they had last year.
1: Yeah, the top four is significantly better than, maybe not significantly. The top four is better than last year's, and even their bottom six pairing is stronger. Logan Stanley is going to get his, I believe, second year in the NHL this year. So, you know, he'll only get better, hopefully.
0: This is a Good Hockey Podcast. That was the trending of the Central Division. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you have a good week. Send this to your friends and follow us on social media or whatever. All right? Yeah. Okay, bye.